Hi, lovely. Welcome to Bloom Birth Stories. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Kate. I'm a devoted mama of three, passionate breastfeeder and doula, and I absolutely adore listening to women share their sacred birth stories. This is a loving space just for that. Each week, I'll be chatting to women across Australia as they share their unique, very special journey to baby. I hope you enjoy. This week is a little bit of a bonus episode. My dream girl, Leah Patata, joins me on the podcast to share some wisdom. We're talking conscious conception, birthing the beauty, and all about her offering that is the mama meditation. Leah is so divine, heavenly, love, love, love. I could listen to her speak all day long and I'm sure you'll feel the same. I hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, hello, lovely Leah. I'm so looking forward to this. I cannot wait to chat with you as always. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Kate. You're so cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely to be in your presence again. Yeah. Would you like to start us off by introducing yourself and maybe sharing a little bit about the beautiful work that you do? Um. Yes, I would love to. So, um, hi, my name is Leah Patara. Um, Patara is um, my heritage, my ancestors. I'm a, a Māori woman and um, I live in Melbourne. Um, I am the devoted mother of three gorgeous children and we are uh, direct descendants of Ngāti Rongomawahine, which is an iwi in New Zealand. And from my understanding, is the only um, tribe that was ever chiefed by woman. So um, makes a lot of sense with the line of work that I've eventually chosen. Um, we, I've got a son who's nearly twenty-one, um, a little girl, two little girls who are eight and five, um, and I have been now. I think maybe seven years a doula um, in, yeah, national-wide in Australia and also a meditation teacher and um, I'm a sister. I'm a beautiful friend and, yeah, mother and a daughter and, yeah, all of the, the juiciness when it comes to womanhood. Yeah. Incredible. I've told you this before, but you're my absolute dream girl. And if I had a doula, if I had a doula guru, it's you. (laughs) That's so sweet. I would, yeah, I would love to have a doula like me too. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to dive right into conscious conception? I would like to know in your words, what that means to you. What does that look like? What's involved? How does one achieve Yes, well, conception, well, conscious is such a buzzword at the moment really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone sort of has a little bit of a a poke at me because they're like, oh, it's Leah's favourite word, it's conscious. (laughs) You know, there's conscious parenting and conscious conception and and consciousness really is awareness and awareness is intent. And so when we're talking about conception, which is really the seed of the beginning of pregnancy, which leads to the birth and then motherhood, and it's such this beautiful sequence of creation in the rite of passage of motherhood, um, it's something that I am very you know, passionate about. So 
um, Rudolf Steiner, I don't know if anyone's heard of Rudolf Steiner, he um, has uh, an education system or a curriculum with the Rudolf schools um, and both my children attend that school. And Rudolf Steiner says, if you want to know how your children will learn on this earth, ask the parents how the baby was conceived carried and birth so if we know that if we know that the very little subtleties of the intent of conception are way back into that moment when baby was first conceived then we know that that is the beginning of potentially creating superhumans so when i became um i guess aware of all of that information it just became really crystal clear particularly when I was conceiving and conscious about wanting to have the last two children that it all began without before I actually conceived them and so conscious conception is a combination which is the trinity of mind body and spirit and it's really aligning all of those in as much balance as possible before you bring down the baby, before you invite this soul into your vessel and then birthing this baby onto the earth. And some of those things that might that we might look at um, if I was, you know, in particular if I was your doula would be um, unstressing the body creating more deep rest in your body so your vessel was in its optimum level of health and radiance and awareness, um, in particular through meditation. Um, and this is the technique that obviously I, I've taught you as well, Kate, and I teach a lot of my um, doula clients now, um, actually going into 2023, um, it's not negotiable now. So it's uh, a skill set that I am teaching all of my doula clients, um, mothers and um, their partners as well, because it is a game changer and it does um, create dream births, but it also creates um, preparation in preparation in initiating you as the mother or you as the conscious parents into the realities of what it is to be fully responsible, fully aware, fully conscious of being parents, of being the creator of creation. So it is like that well-roundedness of mind, body and spirit. So I would say to start with the meditation and the meditation is um, allowing your body to release built up stress into the body that's accumulated over your life or even previous lives if we're getting really deep mm. and then with those pockets we're then able to create creativity peace and harm our bodies are able to respond rather than react um, and that's a great place to start when we're in a place of um deep rest, peace and calm and um, expansion awareness, then we can feel clear to make other decisions in life, like what foods are we going to put into this vessel? And we know that food is medicine. Um, how are we going to um, deal with our responsibilities in this partnership, in this union as the masculine and the feminine? So we talk a lot about that as well. There's also inner child work. So I guess reparenting yourself um, and 
Yeah, so that would be considered shadow work, mm-hmm. yeah, because it can't just all be rainbows and unicorns. Yes. And mm-hmm. and the reason why we talk about and explore and discover all these sides to yourself and in your relationships, so there's two parts here. There's the union, the unity of the masculine and the feminine. And I refer to um, today in this podcast in a heterosexual relationship. Um, and um, and then there's your uh, responsibility in your own self. So there's a responsibility to the union and the responsibility to yourself, yes. And we do and dive deep into all of that. Mm-hmm. And the ra- main reason for that is... So when baby is here and baby has landed, that you're not punching on with yourself, you're not punching on with your partner, you're you're going to be so overwhelmed and overstimulated and completely thrown into a phenomenal wild ride of becoming a parent that you really want to natter out or at least have an inkling of some of those things that I've discussed before baby is here. Mm-hmm. You don't want to reparent yourself while you're parenting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me want to go back and uh, not go back, sorry, but go again and <laughs> yeah. do um, a conscious conception. I mean, I believe I did that not in the depths of of what you've just said with my twins, but certainly uh, made a difference. And they say, you know, when you're pregnant, you've got to do the work, but you've really got to do the work. <laughs> Otherwise, you do. You're, and the work you, never stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. oh and I did, I did think I, I mean, I, I did do the work, even with mm. my eight-year-old. And then by the time I was ready to have, my five-year-old daughter five years ago, I realised there was still more work to do. Mm. Mm. So you know, I, I hear what you're saying because what if, what if, what if if I knew this? What if I could do that? What if I knew you, Leah? What if I actually listened to this podcast, you know, before I had, you know, my mm. first child? And at some stage you really have to cut yourself some slack mm. and go, I did the best I could with what I had. Um, I, as I mentioned, I have a, a nearly a 21 year old son and someone has to be the rookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone has mm. to, it's just the nature of life. So mm. I think what's really important when having these realizations about how you can evolve in this sequence of um, creation of you know, conception and birth and pregnancy and motherhood is to always be open, take responsibility. And when you know, and you know what I'm talking about, when you know, you know, when you know you've been in the unknown, do not put your head back in the sand. Mm. Yeah. 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 And that's how you evolve. And that's how you take all the gifts and all the beauty into the next well, you level it up and you, then you take it into maybe the next child or um, a creation or a project or a business idea or a re- rebirth of yourself. Mm, yeah. 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 So interesting. I feel like um, 
now, you know, I'm sure that just personally I've evolved in so many different ways since having my first child, but it's just only now that the layers are unfolding and I'm really just um, doing some of that work. But hey, I'm like you said, I'm here now and that's all being acknowledged. So, so all is well, but um, you just touched on the beauty and I'd really uh, like to talk about this a bit more. I've heard you say so many times, birthing the beauty and evoking the feminine and that sounds so lush can you please talk (laughs) us through that (laughs) oh it is so lush and that's exactly what birth is it's so beautiful and I have grown up in the industry of beauty and for so long I used it as a mask Um, and once I was able to anchor into that and realize that it it wasn't me it was purely one of the sides of me and then I worked through my guilt and shame and how much of that I um, I lost myself in the world of beauty of being a model, um, a trend forecaster and stylist in the fashion industry, um, I started to understand its gifts and then I was able to transmute my mess, my personal mess into beauty. So if there's so many silver linings to you know the dark aspects of the shadow and the messiness and so when I say birthing the beauty it doesn't have to be necessarily birthing a baby but it could be birthing a new part of yourself or birthing a new relationship or birthing a new project Um, and as we know as mothers there's nothing beautiful at um in looking at it sometimes you know birthing can be really ugly to confront your shadows, to confront um, your fears. Um, you know, it can be quite, um, what's the word, I guess, gory, you know, to look at it. There's blood and, um, you know, it can be, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be very calm birth. It can be a very vocal birth. It can look very scary and fearful and therefore, you know, sometimes have those ugly aspects to it and even just recently I've been working in um, or being confronted with death and death in myself death in ego and there's always a beautiful rebirth in death you know when we are experiencing sadness or grief or fear once we stop and we're in the present moment there is always always beauty in it um and i do feel like i have mastered that quite well and when you have crawled the depths of the darkness and the ugliness inch by inch corner by corner with three children on your back I only had to look up and see those beautiful children and realise there was so much beauty. And so when you really stop and you're in the thickness and the denseness of, oh, when will this stop? When am I going to get a break? Like birth, when it hits you and uppercuts you in the contractions and in the surges and you're like, I can't do this anymore. You know, you're floating in between pain and suffering and 
in this world of the unknown, there's a natural hormone running through you called oxytocin and endorphins. And if you actually stopped or are able to be present and breathe it all in, you can feel the beauty. You can feel the phenomenalness of, you know, of that dance between pleasure and pain and, you know, grief and bliss and, you know, there's this dance that we do. So, yeah, I reckon that birthing the beauty is in all of us and it's so accessible and so doable and instead of us focusing on the fearful sides of birth and the ugly sides of it because let's face it, as a culture, we know that. It's pretty out there. It's all in our face. I want to show you the beauty of it, even when it is ugly, even when it is so hard. I want to show you that as your doula, I'm right here, right next to you, supporting you step by step while you are scared, while you are fearful, while you're in the unknown, while you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like I'm dying. I want you to know that there is such beauty in all of that. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> so incredible. Wow. Yeah. How do you hold yourself with such grace all the time? <laughs> it's not always. I haven't always held myself with grace. I think what people forget about me is that I'm actually 47. So I am an older woman. I'm not a young 20, 30-year-old woman anymore. I have definitely had periods in my life where I have been <laughs> bratty and, you know, really um, passive-aggressive and, you know, had my tantrums and been rude and necessarily didn't necessarily have the, the skill set that I have today to hold myself with such grace. Um, but it is actually through being a mother um, and being through um, a rebirth of myself and I am determined and devoted to show my children how to show up with integrity, how to show them um, how to how to grow, how to love yourself. You know, I, I have to practice what I preach. I can't just say it to my doula clients and to my children, I really need to practice it. So um, it's if it wasn't for my work and if it wasn't for my children, I yeah, grace I don't think would have naturally come so easily mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And talking about one of your lovely offerings now the mama meditation which I've had the pleasure of doing myself would you like to share how this came to be um as you said before you don't take on clients now unless they're meditators or willing to meditate so yeah mm. talk us through and the importance of it all so I think it was about maybe eight years ago Ronga Maya was maybe about one 15 months old and Everything I was doing just wasn't working in my life. Everything that I was doing beforehand just didn't sit. I wasn't aligned to it. So I actually went and did ayahuasca. Um, I did a ceremony and in the ceremony they told me to do meditation. And at that stage I was in the fashion industry and it was people like um, Kim Allery, 
um, uh, Sarah and Heidi from Sess and Bide, and they were all banging on about transcendental meditation, transcendental meditation. Everywhere I turned, it was everyone was doing transcendental meditation. And so I was like, right, I need to learn this. So I went and learned how to do transcendental meditation. Um, and it sort of started there. And then I found this beautiful community um, run by a beautiful, gorgeous woman by Laura Paul. She's a Vedic meditator and teacher. Um, and so I was able to be included in her community and just grew and expanded in um yeah, in friendships and in knowledge and wisdom. And I was so inspired by her and her community and the friends and by um, being a meditator and the positive benefits that I could see becoming a, a new mother again that I decided to learn how to be a teacher. So I then um, learned through One Giant Mind, which is a great guy um, called Johnny, and um, it's entry level of meditation. And yeah, so I've been now a full-time meditator for about yeah eight, seven years and now been teaching meditation for three. Yeah, wonderful. So yeah. Amazing. And I, I think it. actually, apart yeah, well, apart from breastfeeding I would have to say it's the yeah probably the only practice that I've been really devoted to do so you meditate twice a day and uh, it takes a lot I will meditate before I brush my teeth sometimes before I go to the bathroom um you know it's it's a non-negotiable for me now yeah incredible yeah. I loved our time together and learning this meditation I Prior to this, I felt like I've never been able to meditate in a traditional sense. I never enjoyed it. I would always resist it. It felt forced. But now it seems so, as you say, effortless and there's no pressure. And some days I'll sit there and I feel like not all that much is happening. I'm just being still and that's incredible. And then other times things will surface and they're acknowledged and that's wonderful as well. And I can certainly say that particularly my morning meditation <laughs> sets me up and I allows me to flow through the morning with yeah. um, grace and a lot more ease. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I loved it. Such a beautiful, a beautiful yeah. gift. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome and I'm so pleased you're still doing it and mm. exactly everything you said is exactly what I want every woman to experience and it's not as hard as you think um, and so yeah I just truly desire and wish that everyone inquired in about about this beautiful um, skill set because it, it does make a difference and it is a game changer and um, and once you know you know, and like I said, you can't stick your head back in the sand and you can only expand and become more aware um, as a, an individual after having that beautiful experience as a meditator. Yeah, wonderful. So if anyone listening along would like to reach out to you and learn yeah. this beautiful practice, how do they do so? Where can we find you? Yeah, so um, as we discussed before, <laughs> we press record. I'm useless when it comes to technology. Um, so um, I haven't got a website or anything like that, but you can just um, 
send me a little message on Instagram. I'm addicted to my phone, so I'm always on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's probably the best way. And then I can um, connect you with my PA and we can book you in. And look, there's two ways. We can always do it in person or we can do it by Zoom. So obviously I'm teaching the majority are mothers. So we always work on, you know, popping babies to bed, hopefully having that time when baby is asleep and then um, we can do it in the evening times, which seems to work. So it's very easy. Um, You just need to be committed to three consecutive days um, in a row and there's a whole process and I explain that. And then, um, yeah, it's as easy as that. And before you know it, after your three-day workshop, you will be a savvy, confident meditator um, and you will benefit, but not just you, your partners, your family, your friends. So um, it does has it has a beautiful ripple effect throughout your whole life. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me, Leah. It's been beautiful. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Bloom Birth Stories. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and share with a friend. And if you'd like to share your story, reach out. You can find me over on Instagram at Kate Bloom Doula. See you next week, beautiful.